0: Come one, come all to yet another bonus episode series. For any newcomers, the Universal Impact of You podcast is an exhibition of what you can do to positively impact the world. At Universal Impact of You, we try to inform people of various different conservation issues around the world. However, lately we've run out of time to make full episodes. Thus, we are starting this bonus series until we can get back to our regular schedule. This bonus series is a follow-up to our latest topic, endangered animals and trafficking. I'd also recommend listening to the main episode too, to gain a little more general info. In the endangered animals and trafficking episode, we learn that animals are often hunted or captured illegally, also known as being poached. There are quite a few prizes that are targeted, such as skins, ivory, and pets, to name a few. Though poaching is, by definition, illegal, in some places it's very hard to enforce the laws. In other places, the law doesn't seem to be enforced much at all. Finally, and perhaps most unfortunately, when poachers are busted, it's often poorer locals that get put on blast, while the business itself lives on to strike elsewhere. It absolutely must be said that poaching is illegal, and it should also be said that in some desperate, poverty-stricken areas, it can seem like the only option to survive, the only option to keep your family alive. That's not to excuse it, but, Perhaps it's to denounce the people who capitalize on that desperation. Today's bonus episode is part one of a guide to some of the most poached animals and why. Rhinos, sometimes known as the chubby unicorns, are very similar to their mythical namesakes in that their horns are some of the most sought after prizes known to poachers. In 2012, trafficked rhino horns were reportedly selling at a rate of $65,000 per 2.2 pounds which is the weight of around 9 sticks of butter. This crazy demand for rhino horn is mostly stemming from Southeast Asia, with Vietnam being most prominent. The reason for this is that many people believe that rhino horn is a curative, and to explain why, we have to ignore science for a second. Rhino horn is falsely thought to cure just about anything. It is completely false that rhino horn cures cancer, hangovers, gout, temperatures, snake bites, vomiting, and hallucinations, to name a few. However, it does need to be said that in some places, such as Vietnam, it's considered to be absolutely factual, which is why the demand is still around. Still false though. Moving on, there's another big reason that rhino horns are in so much demand, status. In short, since rhino horns are so expensive, many people see buying one as the best way to prove that they're really as wealthy and successful as they claim. Or the alternative is to buy one as a gift so that the receiver may flex. Now, technically the rhino horn trade has been banned since 1977. However, there are certain loopholes. Namely, in some areas of South Africa, there are ways to legally kill rhinos. This operation caters to trophy hunters who can pay over $100,000 to legally kill a rhino and keep the horn. Theoretically, a hunter is allowed to shoot one rhino a year, provided that the hunter has other proper permits and other legalities. The hunter is also supposed to shoot an old creature, one that doesn't have its whole life or breeding season ahead of it. This is in direct contradiction to poachers, who often target mothers and babies as easy targets because of the maternal instinct, the mama won't leave the baby. Officials say that this solution is better, since it aims to remove the pressure on baby animals, which are the future of the herd. Furthermore, some are pushing to legalize rhino horn trade to negate some of the under the table dealings, and they tend to point to how elephant ivory sales have been somewhat legalized. However, this has its protesters. Namely, the legal elephant ivory sales that are being referenced are supposed to be from stockpiles, not new deaths. And despite that, after four legal elephant ivory auctions in 2008, poaching increased. Also, people are horrified that this practice would happen in certain parks that ban poaching. Finally, we don't have a good rhino census. Many rhino owners won't release population numbers due to the fear of being targeted. Without a good idea of how many rhinos are out there, it's hard to judge what will help anymore. Elephant time. These creatures are wicked smart animals and I find them to be very cute. I love them, so I'm sorry to have to bring the following segment. There are two types of elephants, African and Asian. One of the key differences between the species is that in African elephants, both the males and females have tusks. In Asian elephants, only the males possess tusks. Tusks are extremely useful. Both species use their tusks for defense, as well as digging and feeding. Tusks can grow to huge sizes. Each one can be over 100 pounds. Even more impressive, back in the day, tusks could easily weigh over 200 pounds each. Today, however, the genetic code for such large tusks has been effectively removed from the wild. As elephants fall prey to what might be the most infamous animal crime, you may already know why the ivory trade. Ivory is technically, as defined by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Forensics Lab, any mammalian tooth or tusk of commercial interest which is large enough to be carved or scrimshawed. However, in the trade world, the word ivory gets a bit more specific. Though it's misleading to do so, the term ivory is often used to only refer to elephant ivory. As it turns out, elephant ivory is unique in its very buildup. While all proper tusks are teeth on steroids, they don't all have the same consumer suitability. When looking at an elephant tusk cross-section, one can see that it's built in a crosshatch fashion, making it much more durable and easier to carve. No other tusk has this, and despite the official definition of ivory including warthog tusks, only elephant tusks will be the highly sought after white gold ivory. So why is ivory so sought after, and when did it start? As it turns out, Greeks, Romans, and even ancient kings prized ivory. With the ancient King Solomon placing an order for an ivory throne, it's no wonder that ivory became associated with wealth and status. As such, it followed that in the 19th century, anyone who was anyone had something made of ivory. From buttons to piano keys, ivory demand was high. In the 1980s, however, it reached its peak. This was mostly due to henkos, which were Japanese seals that were used to sign any important business document. Predictably, all this demand drove the poaching business to ever higher heights. Meanwhile, elephant populations were sinking fast. There are two main ways to acquire elephant ivory. The first is sustainable, trying to find dropped ivory. Elephants can shed their tusks, especially bull elephants that clash over the ladies. But such occurrences are not fast enough to keep up with the hysteria and it pays less ivory. Thus, poachers prefer to harvest ivory the other way, harvesting elephant ivory from the elephant itself. This option does not really leave room for the elephant to live. As the biggest land animal on earth, it's in good sense not to tick off an elephant. Here's a tip. Trying to saw off teeth does not make a good impression. Elephant tusks each have a core nerve that runs about a third of the way through the tooth. Even if the elephant were to trust the humans, it would not be happy with someone trying to saw off that nerve as it would be extremely painful. Unfortunately, most poachers would not be happy to avoid the nerve as that would mean leaving around a third of the tusk behind. So. Perhaps a way to avoid killing might be to sedate the elephant, but there are setbacks involved there too. For one, the sedation solution would be extremely expensive. In addition, darting animals is not as easy as seen on TV. Sedatives don't have instantaneous results. Even if the animal was perfectly darted, there would be a time period between hit and asleep. That time period could accurately be called the danger zone. Poachers are most likely not willing to take that chance. And finally, The elephant's anatomy is a problem for poachers as well. About a fourth of an elephant's tusk is in its skull. This acts as a good foundation for the behemoth teeth, but it also means that harvesting the whole tusk requires making fatal damage. For all their troubles, most poachers are absolutely going to harvest the whole tusk. To harvest the whole tusk, the elephant must be killed. This is what the demand, well, demands. That is the root of the problem. It is so very human to want to have status and importance but it should never come at such a steep price. And that's part one. Elephants and rhinos and poaching, oh my. Yeah, lions and bears are not in our schedule. Thank you for listening, and I hope you were able to learn something new. Never forget, change starts with you.